Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I cannot believe it is already time to film another episode of Film with CJ. It has finally become dark and gloomy winter in Chicago. Like, that is the one thing that is so hard for me <laughs> to live in Chicago. Like, I've lived in this area my entire life pretty much, and I'm not even bothered by the cold. Like, for real, like, the cold doesn't bother me as much as the lack of sun. Like, literally every day is dark and cloudy to the point where, like, it doesn't, you don't really know if the sun came up that day. Like, it damn near looks to be evening time all day. It's so depressing. And, like, it really affects my outlook on life, honestly. This week, I want to talk about the movie called The Harder They Fall on Netflix and what a fucking triumph this movie was. This movie was fan-fucking-tastic, in my opinion. I am not even someone that I would call a Western fan. Like, I don't, I don't like Westerns unless they're black as fuck, which this movie was. This movie was blackety-black in the best way. This movie had Regina King, it had Idris Alba, it had Lakey Stanfield, it had Jonathan Majors, it had Sazi Beats, which I have some thoughts and notes on whether she should have been in that movie. But star-studded to say the least, and star-studded with people, black people who can actually fucking act. This is sort of a classic revenge movie. And in a way that's so satisfying, I feel like in many revenge movies I've seen, the whole movie is just the chase. And when you actually get to the end, there's not revenge that it's like actually satisfying or revenge that you would want if you were someone in that situation, which is ultimately like what a movie is trying to get you to feel is like to put yourself in the situation that is happening in the movie. You want, by the end, by the end of like one and a half, two hours, you want that fucking revenge. And in a lot of movies, they don't give that to you so that you'll watch the next movie that they're going to put out. Or I don't know, some twisted fucking reason. But in this movie, you do get the revenge. You do. And it is so fucking satisfying. It's very satisfying. And it's, it's satisfying, but it's also bittersweet, which is the best. This movie was based on people who actually existed during that time period in the West, black people who were real. Um, The story itself is fictional, but all the characters are based on literally historical people who actually existed. And it's just really cool to see because Hollywood has done a damn good job and the world has done a damn good job at erasing black people in the west um and so having a black western seems so shocking or a black western movie seems so shocking because like we were literally never told that there were black people in the west and in fact we were actively erased from the west and the stories that were told about the west um because of racism and because white people like to do that (laughs) as we've seen of 200 years plus of history which is just like so interesting to me it's like 
y'all brought us here and now you're mad that we're here like what do you want do you want us to be here or do you not want us to be here like i'm i'm confused y'all traveled literally halfway across the world on your own dime to bring us here and now you're mad that you're here that you're willing to rewrite hundreds of years of history <laughs> to act like we weren't there when you fucking brought us here it just doesn't make sense so as i said the harder they fall as a star studded movie i think it's the people who really took this movie to another level with outstanding acting were regina king idris alba rj siler and danielle deadweiler and rj siler and danielle deadweiler i have never heard or seen before but they added a comedic element and um kind of a, a representation that i think took the movie to another level at an angle that like I don't know. It just like you like you want to root for them and like in the best way, like not because they like have something, you know, like a like a terrible, tragic story that you're like, oh, I feel so bad for them. Like I have pity for them. I hope they I hope something good happens to them. But in a way where like they're just like so cool and like you would be friends with them in real life, that kind of thing where you're like, dude, I hope you fucking win and like whatever in every way in this movie. The people that I think took away from this movie or negatively impacted this movie were Lakey Stanfield and Zazie Beetz. Lakey Stanfield, in my opinion, is not a multidimensional actor. I think he has very few types of roles that he can play. He can play, I think he can only really play like casual, casual roles. I don't think he can really be in a serious movie because again like i was saying with zendaya although he is in my opinion not as talented as zendaya he has this nonchalant way of acting and saying his lines that doesn't come across as authentic in serious movies i like when he's having to play portray a character that's not who he is in real life it just doesn't come across like it doesn't come across as like real because it looks like and feels like they put him in a fucking cowboy ass outfit and we're like, okay, go say your lines. And he was like, okay, I'm like Keith Stanfield. I'm a cowboy and I'm just going to say my lines. Like it wasn't even like, okay, no, you're someone who actually existed. Like this is what's happening to you. Like no type of actual grounding in the experience that you would want in a fucking Western. Like, and we're already, it's already a hard sell for mainstream america to watch a black western because we're we've been taught all of our lives that no black people existed during this time period in the west when that wasn't even true so like we're already you know kind of on an uphill battle and for you to like stick out like that like you're taking away from the movie zazie beats This girl is so annoying. Zazie Beetz plays a character called Stagecoach Mary. And Stagecoach Mary in real life, and you can fucking Google this. Like, just Google Stagecoach Mary and see what kind of pictures come up. Stagecoach Mary was a dark-skinned, thick woman. And they cast Zazie Beetz 
who is biracial, light skin, and not a good actress in this movie. And then after this movie comes out, she does an interview where she's like, oh, I like I never I always wondered if like I was black enough while she's sitting in a role playing a person or playing a woman who actually existed in history. Taking up space. That was meant for a dark skinned black woman. I mean. The irony. The irony. I'm sorry. Huh? I think casting Zazie Beetz for this role in particular was incredibly lazy for this movie because obviously it's a star-studded movie. It's a big budget movie. They have the money to pay someone that is historically, that is accurate to the historical figure that actually existed. As many people on Twitter have already pointed out, there are many, 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 many dark-skinned black women who would have been a better choice to play Stagecoach Mary than Zazie Beetz. I'm sorry. Zazie Beetz should not have been in that movie. Especially when you're going to start the movie out by saying that, literally in the opening scene, that these were people who actually existed, that the story itself is fictional, but the characters are based on people who actually existed, wouldn't you want to do your due diligence in casting people who are actually representative of the historical figures who existed, especially if we're going to really shed light on the black history in the West at that time? Like, I just don't understand why, and I'm sure there were many people who wanted to audition for this movie and for this role, why would you go with Zazie Beats? If anyone knows the article that I'm talking about that Zazie Beats did her interview in, it's by The Times, and she's been quoted as saying that blackness is not defined by whiteness. I don't think that anyone would argue with you and say that you're not black. Like, that's not what we're... That's not what most people would have an issue with, with her being cast as Stagecoach Mary. It's that someone who is light-skinned and someone who is biracial with a white dad has a lot of privilege and almost guaranteed different life experience than someone who would be 100% black and dark-skinned during that time. And if you're going to make the emphasis that these people actually existed in history, someone who is biracial should not be playing this role. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm going to say it. This, that role should not have gone to someone who was biracial and let's get um, Zazie, you shouldn't have been in the movie. And I am saying this as someone who is multiracial and light skinned, like, I know I should not be playing a role in that kind of movie. If I was an actor, like, let, let me just take a seat and see the art that is about to unfold. But I'm, I don't need to be in the movie. I should not be in the movie. I should not be the one that's telling the story. And neither should Zazie. Neither should Zazie. I do have another thought 
as well when it comes to casting and kind of a part of the subject matter in this movie. Um, Daniel Deadweiler's character, Cuffy, is a non-gender conforming character. And there is a scene in there that I think I, as a non-binary person, and many other people would interpret as disrespectful to those who are gender non-conforming and non-binary and or trans because oftentimes people who don't conform to the idea of a gender binary are seen as like spectacles or like or just flat out objectified and i don't think this movie did anything to combat that or even like or just address it at all and i'll be honest like i don't really understand the significance of having a character who was gender non-conforming if you weren't going to address gender non-conforming issues people on google gave this movie a 4.1 out of 5 Tony Moore said this was by far one of the most refreshing watch watches of this genre just because of the culture that was depicted bringing life then together with the storyline of what a ba- what a bad versus bad western would be like along with the soundtrack that was displayed was incredible to me it was like watching my grandmother's favorite western or a remix priceless the actors chosen for this may be in an irreplaceable cast for a part 2 which seems to be a possibility I was thoroughly impressed with everyone who had a hand creating this timeless piece of work. Tony gave this movie 5 out of 5 stars. Jay Castell gave it 1 star and said, This movie as a movie isn't so bad. In fact, various aspects of the filmmaking from the cinematography to sound design and score to the acting are all quite good. If you are a Western fan and or a Tarantino fan, it'll check some boxes for sure. I can appreciate what they tried to do with a different spin on an old genre telling forgotten histories in the idea of representation. Where I have a serious problem is the absolute dribble that is yielded by taking real historical characters and turning them into cartoons with no semblance or regard for the re- reality of the lives they lived. They took any black figure from the Old West and used them quite recklessly and lazily. The real, actual stories of figures such as Bass Reeves, Nat Love, Mary Fields, etc., are all plenty compelling and incredible on their own merits and if they were actually told would go to a long way if they were actually told would go a long way towards achieving the cultural objectives that i think they set out to accomplish with this film in the first place there were simply no need to create this half coherent mess like this and hijack the names and narratives of those extraordinary real humans This is something that I actually didn't even really think about too much, but this is very true. Like, even when I looked up what Stagecoach Mary actually looked like, like, Stagecoach Mary was, like, she delivered mail. Like, she didn't do anything remotely similar to what the Stagecoach Mary in the the movie did. And I understand that the movie was trying to shed light on, like, Yes, there were black people in the West. Like, shocker. Um, But I, like, that is true that, like, they didn't necessarily need to take the names of people who actually existed. And, like, 
that is the only thing that they took of like what was actually real in the past and they just ran with the names and attributed any kind of personality or character or job or literally anything to the names and it wasn't true um i mean i get that they stated that the story was fictional um but like if you wanted to create a fictional story like you didn't really need to take the names of people who actually existed um because then people are gonna look it up and be like um none of this was historically accurate at all and then I feel like there are definitely going to be some people who are like, okay, so this isn't true. So then there weren't black people in the West. David Aronofsky gave it four stars and said, great cast, acting, characters, soundtrack, and cinematography. The story and script need work. Anyone who has not seen Posse will fail to understand the Western black free town's history underlying a key plot line because no more than a minute shows the history here. As a Montana resident and amateur histo historian, I got a kick up out of how Stagecoach Mary is portrayed here because it is so far from reality. Check her and the other real-life characters out because they are interesting. Many compare this film to Tarantino's films and there's some mild resemblance as well as a resemblance to some of the better spaghetti westerns along with Once Upon a Time in the West, but this movie stands on its own as cinematic entertainment. Besides a weak story and script, I have one other negative criticism. The violence in the first 10 minutes seems excessive, and even though the body climbs much higher later, the last part violence works much better. All in all, for those who like action westerns with some twists, this one is worth watching. I feel like you would only think the violence in the beginning is excessive if you were a western fan and only watched westerns from like decades ago because if you have seen any movie that has come out in the last 10 years that is not excessive violence it's just not i think it was just enough especially given the story so i say all this to say this movie was clearly made with black people in mind for black people this fucking church this fucking church just won't stop ringing. Anyway, I say all this to say, this movie was made for black people, with black people in mind. I feel like if they really wanted to shed light on the history of black history in the West, they could have gone a lot further than to just use the names of people who existed and didn't do anything else that was historically accurate really um and so for that i will give it an eight out of ten and i will also give it an eight out of ten for that insensitive scene with um danielle deadweiler's character um because that just i don't even really think that needed to be in the movie i don't think it really added to the movie at all um but yeah, so 8 out of 10 for me. Definitely worth a watch. Definitely a fun movie to watch. Um, so if you have some time, watch it. It's on Netflix. I think it's two hours long. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a movie that you just sit down and you have a good time. And the revenge is oh so sweet. And uh, I think you'll all enjoy it. So with that, I'm going to hop off and get back to my nine to five that i actually get paid to do thank y'all again for listening 
um, to Velma CJ. Love you all. And we'll talk to you next fucking Thursday.